What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about Project Pegasus. We will also talk about the fires that recently went down in Chile. And we have got some crazy shit coming out of France. And no, I'm not talking about their badass farmers. I'm talking about some ridiculous ass 1984 inspired law. But yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. We also have to talk about that piece of shit, George Soros. So we got a bunch of shit to cram into this episode. So sit your ass back and get ready for this. We are going to start with Project Pegasus. Check this out. A Washington-based attorney named Andrew D. Basaggio started telling a story back in 2004 about a top-secret organization called Project Pegasus. Basaggio claimed that he had, from 1968 to 1972, participated in a number of bizarre experiments that took him on journeys through time, space, and maybe even parallel universes. Project Pegasus was the classified defense-related research and development program under the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, also known as DARPA, in which the U.S. defense technical community achieved time travel on behalf of the U.S. government. And they're basically just saying this is the real Philadelphia experiment. And if you don't know what the Philadelphia experiment was, if you go over to the shittiest website on the internet called Wikipedia, they will tell you the Philadelphia experiment was an alleged event claimed to have been witnessed by an ex-merchant mariner named Carl M. Allen at the United States Navy Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Allen said this was the U.S. Navy's attempt to make a destroyer escort class ship, the USS Eldridge, disappear. So just depending on where you look the shit up, they'll say it's a legend, they'll say it's a hoax. Um, but yeah, just basically the U.S. Navy tried to make the USS Eldridge invisible and teleport it from Philadelphia to Norfolk, Virginia. Getting back to Project Pegasus. So apparently the mission of Project Pegasus was to study the effects of time travel and teleportation on children as well as to relay important information about past and future events to the U.S. president, intelligence community, and military. Visaggio says the story involved 140 children who would go on to become America's first generation of chrononauts. According to this guy, he's basically said the children were recruited specifically for their ability to adapt to, quote, the strains of moving between the past, present, and future. Bisaggio claims that a lot of the technology originated with none other than Nikola Tesla. Documents allegedly retrieved from Tesla's New York City apartment after his death in January 1943 revealed the schematics for a teleportation machine. Using something Bisaggio calls, quote, radiant energy, the machine would form a shimmering curtain between two elliptical booms. Passaggio said, quote, radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe and has among its properties the capacity to bend time space. Passing through this curtain of energy, Passaggio would enter, quote, a vortal tunnel that would send him into his destination. The other teleportation devices included a plasma confinement chamber in New Jersey, and a, quote, jump room in El Segundo, California. 
There was also some kind of holographic technology, which allowed them to travel both physically and virtually. Now check this out. According to the Huffington Post, one of Basaggio's cohorts, Alfred Rebery, recalls one instance in which a child returned from his temporal voyage before his legs. As he puts it, quote, he was in immense pain with just stumps where his legs had been. According to Webry, these bugs have been ironed out in the 40 or so years since the experiments began. Basaggio claimed a bunch of his voyages led him to the 1800s. He stated he was at Gettysburg on November 19, 1863, the day President Abraham Lincoln gave his famous Gettysburg Address. And there is actually a picture of this whole Gettysburg thing, and he says you can see him as a child in this photo. He tells the story that he had been dressed up as a Union bugle boy. However, he felt that his oversized shoes were drawing too much attention, so he wandered away from the crowd, only to be photographed. On this specific time travel voyage, he said he had stepped into a plasma confinement chamber in 1972 in New Jersey and hopped back to 1863 Gettysburg. Passaggio also claimed that his original pair of shoes vanished during this voyage, and that's why they appear oversized in the photo. Apparently, he says like when he got there and he had no shoes, somebody gave him a new pair when he arrived. Supposedly, all of these like time-traveling kids were never supposed to leave any type of evidence of themselves behind. But obviously he failed leaving behind a fucking picture. Now you can actually pull up this picture in the Library of Congress and it was taken at Gettysburg on November 19th, 1863 by photographer Matthew Brady. And a little side note, this is apparently the first ever discovered picture of Abraham Lincoln at Gettysburg. Josephine Cobb noticed his face while viewing a glass plate negative at the National Archives in 1952. So I don't know, that, you know, <laughs> make of that what you will. Bassagio says he also traveled to the Ford Theater on the evening President Lincoln was assassinated. He says he actually did it a few times, even running into himself twice. Like, how the fuck does that even happen? That's kind of a mindfuck right there if you think about it. He says he was never actually able to witness the assassination. Passaggio did say each trip was slightly different than the last, and he started to believe that it wasn't just time travel at work. He was being sent into slightly different alternative realities on adjacent timelines. So, like, different dimensions. Passaggio also said he was able to travel to Mars. He said in the 1980s, while working under Project Pegasus, he utilized the aforementioned jump room to teleport to Mars with the express mission of acting as an ambassador to the Martian civilization. Passaggio says when he went to Mars, he encountered a bunch of hella crazy shit. He said there were towering dinosaurs and something that he described as a humanoid scorpion man. I don't know about you guys, but if I saw a fucking humanoid scorpion man, I would never the fuck go back to that shithole Mars. Hard fucking past time traveling bros. Apparently, Passaggio has actually campaigned the United States government to publicly disclose the teleportation technology. But I don't know. I don't think he's had much luck on that because I haven't heard shit from the government about some teleportation shit. So yeah, I don't know if this dude's just fucking cuckoo ass shit, but Project Pegasus is something that crazy conspiracy theorists talk about in the conspiracy corners of the internet. 
And let's say he is a total fucking crackpot, but similar claims have been made by a guy named Al Bielik, Preston Nichols, Stuart Swerdolo, and Duncan Ophinian. And their testimonies are kind of similar. And obviously, if you've listened to this fucking podcast for any amount of time, I want to put shit past the government. I bet they do have different secret labs where they're testing this kind of shit. And, you know, if this is back in the 60s and they actually were able to get people to get shot through space and time into other dimensions or other times, imagine where the technology has come since then. And there was actual whistleblower evidence that some elements of the U.S. military industrial complex were indeed using children in highly classified programs. The children were put through trauma-based mind control so their minds could become compartmentalized in ways that could be easily exploited in these programs. So, like I said, I wouldn't put fucking anything past the United States government, the U.S. military-industrial complex, all of these psychopaths in power. I 100% believe they could be evil enough to shatter children's mind to, I don't know, get whatever fucking project accomplished that they think is fucking important. And a little side note, the great-granddaughter of President Eisenhower, Laura Magdalene Eisenhower, even came forward to reveal attempts to recruit her into the secret Mars program. So, I mean, either all of these fucking people are just batshit crazy and they have the exact same delusion, or they're fucking telling the truth, or maybe a third option is it's just a fucking psyop and they're coming out about something that did happen and there are grains of truth to it, but they make it sound so fucking batshit crazy that the average NPC... We'll just, you know, take a surface glance at it and say, oh, they're fucking crazy conspiracy theorists without actually trying to dive into any of the witness statements or the whistleblower evidence, anything like that. So I don't know, guys, what do you think? What I find kind of interesting is apparently Basaggio used to have a Project Pegasus website, but if you're trying to go there now, it actually like brings you to some fucking like artist fucking, I don't even know, it's fucking shitty pictures and shitty paintings. And it just so happens to be called Project Pegasus. And it's about contemporary artists. So I, I don't know what the deal is with that. But check it out. It's projectpegasus.net. And at one time it was owned by Basaggio. But now apparently it's just about some fucking shitty art. I don't know. Check it out if you want or don't. I don't give a fuck. Another little like funny side note is Basaggio actually ran for president in 2016. I'm not even fucking around. So like I said earlier, he was a Seattle lawyer and he ran for president as an independent. And, you know, obviously he didn't win, but <laughs> I think, you know, maybe he should have fucking been able to see that shit if he was a fucking chrononaut, but who fucking knows? Like I said, there are enough whistleblowers from the military and different parts of the government to make it seem like this is a crazy conspiracy theory that definitely deserves a little bit of a deep dive because who the fuck knows what type of rabbit holes it'll take you down. All right, you guys, it's change of subject time. Check out this dystopian bullshit. George Soros is ready to take control of 220 radio stations in the United States just before the 2024 election. I'm sure there's nothing nefarious going on with this whole radio station acquisition. 
So according to the Western Journal, Soros Fund Management's recent purchase of the second largest radio broadcaster in the country, Odyssey, who is the owner of 220 stations, including ones in New York, L.A., and other cities. So after this purchase goes through, it will give this fuckwad 40% stake in Odyssey. A lot of people are saying he bought these radio stations so he can try to influence the 2024 U.S. election. Check out this motherfucker, Soros, and some of the fuckery he's perpetrated in the United States recently. He's funded far-left organizations such as the Jewish group Ben the Ark and the pro-abortion, quote, Catholics for Choice. And he also likes to fund district attorneys that basically let criminals run rampant and either, you know, let them out of jail with no bail, fucking decriminalize all kinds of crimes that definitely should not be decriminalized. Like this motherfucking Soros piece of shit funded liberal district attorneys in San Francisco and Los Angeles and other ones across the United States. Look for some fucking shitty ass democratic city and one that has crazy rampant crime rates that are just escalating. I'm sure you'll find a fucking Soros DA there. And let's not forget George Soros, who is Jewish, fucking turned over Jews to the Nazis during World War II. No fucking shit. That's not even a conspiracy theory. You can readily find interviews on 60 Minutes where he fucking admits to this shit. He's like a straight up World War II war criminal. And it definitely seems like he has his sights on destroying America from the inside out. I mean, I'm sure if you look into it, this fuck probably funded Biden and Harris. So, you know, just par for the course with this piece of shit war criminal. A lot of people will say like his involvement in World War II, turning in his fellow Jews and stealing from his fellow Jews was just a way that he did things so he could survive extermination. But if you fucking watch the interview on 60 Minutes, you can see this evil fuck is 100% remorseless. He does not give a shit about the people he helped murder during World War II. He doesn't give a shit about the victims of crime in the United States that his funding of liberal DAs have destroyed lives. It's gotten people killed. It's released criminals back on the street who definitely should never have been put back into society. So I would say 100% without a shadow of a doubt, George Soros is straight up fucking evil. Like Bill Gates is evil, evil. This is one of like the major problems with the United States. For some reason, we allow people like George Soros or the Chinese Communist Party to buy up all different types of assets in the United States and then use it against the people of the United States. I don't see how people can't see that this destruction of the United States, it's not incompetence. It's like straight up planned. All right, moving right along before I fucking get really angry about stupid ass George Soros. So I don't know if you guys have seen, but Chile a couple of weeks ago had a devastating fire. Apparently there was like 3,000 homes destroyed, over 120 people have been killed, but that's not why we're talking about this whole situation. So if you look at videos of the fire as it goes down in Chile, it definitely is very reminiscent of the Maui fires. And now you can literally find videos of residents in Chile painting their roofs blue 
because just like in the Maui fire, a lot of random objects that were painted blue were not destroyed in this fire. So they're basically kind of saying that this was another directed energy weapon attack on Chile. The same idea what they were saying was going down in Maui. If you go into the conspiracy corners of the internet, a lot of people will say Chile has been a notorious testing ground for the New World Order. Back in 2000, there were almost zero black people in Chile. So the government started flying in Haitians by charter plane in the middle of the night. Now this country of 19 million has 200,000 Haitians. Chile also had George Floyd style riots in 2019. And people think that was a test market type stuff run by open borders funding. There's even been talk of trying to make Chile into a 15-minute city. Now check this shit out. According to a guy who actually was there in Chile and survived, he said, quote, Thank God I'm alive. And believe me or not, last night was like hell. Balls of fire started to rain over us. And one of those balls of fire exploded by my side and I lost consciousness for a few minutes after that. I recovered and I was able to run away. There's like video of this shit, you guys, and unfortunately, the videos are already being wiped from the internet. A bunch of them, the links don't even work for YouTube anymore. They've deleted it. So that always makes me think there's some fuckery going on. And why does it always seem these like crazy dew-like fires keep happening on some of the most beautiful land on Earth? Like Hawaii and Chile. It's fucking absolutely gorgeous oceanfront property. A lot of people are thinking it's because the government wants to get this land back. There are laws that have been enacted and codes created via the World Economic Forum to reduce the population, to force survivors into cities, you know, AI-controlled cities, for a total control over everyone. And I'm sure this is just like a big old coinkydink. Chile was one of the first countries to speak out against Israel fucking up the Palestinians. You can even find videos on Instagram right now where everything in this vicinity is devastated, except a blue house. So a lot of people were wondering, what the fuck is the deal with the blue? How is it that the blue is somehow immune to the dew weapons? So check out this explanation that I found online. So we are specifically talking about directed energy weapons. These things basically work how any other laser works. You point it at something and within the area of the laser, it excites molecules to become more energetic, vibrate more, get hot. It does so nearly instantly. So that spot gets so hot, it catches fire or melts. Well, the matter right next to it is more or less left intact. Although easily combustible items would catch on fire just from the resulting heat or fire produced by the laser. With specific shades of blue, it can't burn. Well, like on a very basic level, that's kind of how it works. Everything, light, color, lasers, EMF waves, etc., have a certain frequency. So either the blue color is a specific frequency that causes dissonance in the waveform, thereby the wave cancel out each other, making the molecules unable to be excited. Or that color of blue is so far away from or too close to the frequency of the laser, so it doesn't work. It works pretty much the same exact way that laser engravings work, just on a bigger, more energetic level. So if you wanted to understand it on a deeper level, 
There are plenty of informational videos and articles that explain how laser engravings work, and you could basically kind of apply that to directed energy weapons or dues. But the Chileans aren't fucking around. I've seen a bunch of videos where they are now painting their shit blue and videos that show houses that were already blue somehow survived the mass devastation all around them. Just fucking think about that, you guys. Now we need to talk about France for a minute. So you've heard me talk about the farmers that are basically telling the government and the World Economic Forum, the globalists, to literally get fucked. They are blocking freeways and just fucking shit up as they should be. But check this shit out. There is a new law that basically says any criticism of mRNA platform medical treatments is punishable up to three years imprisonment and a fine of 45,000 euros. Article 4 is central to the new law, which was first deleted, but then they reinstated it. This creates a new criminal offense and criminalizes the request to stop or refrain from therapeutic or prophylactic medical treatment, as well as the request to use practices that are presented as therapeutic or prophylactic. That basically means any resistance to mRNA treatment or any other corporate medical methods can be criminalized in the future. This fucking law was pushed through the National Assembly on Wednesday. And critics are calling the law Article Pfizer. Apparently, without much attention in France or the world, the law was passed. This law kind of reminds me of how a couple years ago in California, the medical board here decided to say any doctors that talked out against the Kabobo jabs could have their medical licenses revoked. So you say something that goes against the grain and, you know, might fuck up some profits for somebody somewhere it's going to result in a medical doctor losing their license. And it, it happened. It has happened to doctors here. Basically, just the shit I say on this podcast would be enough to get my ass thrown in jail and fined 45,000 euros. It's just one more way they are trying to limit free speech and having your own motherfucking opinion and wanting to treat your illnesses the way you want to treat them. Not the way some fucking corporate hospital or state-owned hospital and doctors say you have to do it. Because if we have learned anything in the last few years, it is that most doctors will toe the line, they won't fucking ask questions, and they will just do what their administrators tell them to do. And these fucking people are bought off. They're bought off by the pharmaceutical agencies and different special interest groups. It's fucking astonishing. And... It's gonna just expand from there. I was just reading in Scotland, they have new hate crime speech laws, where if you say something that creates a, some, a boo-boo on somebody's feeling, your ass can get thrown in jail. And it's not just in Scotland, the fucking UK, Australia. You guys, this is straight up thought crimes. They're gonna prosecute you for thought crimes. Don't dare think a little bit differently about any subject that the government deems as right. It's absolutely astonishing how fucking far these psychopaths are going to take the limit of free speech. And if they're attacking free speech now, imagine what they're going to attack later. Since we're on the subject of the corrupted, shitty medical establishment, non-COVID excess deaths in the United States since the vaccine rollout is near 1 million people. And many scientists are blaming the mRNA shot. 
And of course, the fucking captured media isn't reporting about these millions of excess deaths. Why would they? They're also owned by special interest groups and pharmaceutical companies. And these figures are based upon publicly available sources. Overall, deaths in the U.S. and around the world, long after fucking Kabobo, are about 20% higher than they were before 2020. I know just this week, I read Hill of Died Suddenly with athletes just fucking dropping dead. And these are young people, 24 years old, 40 years old, just collapsing and dying from massive heart attacks. And, you know, the scientists and doctors that do dare speak out and, you know, try to warn people about how dangerous this shit is, they're silenced. They're censored. Nothing's fucking changed since 2020. They're not even trying to be sneaky about it. In 2023, a team of scientists, including a Yale School of Public Health professor, determined from the broadest review of autopsies and scientific literature that 74% of mysterious sudden deaths following COVID vaccinations are due to the shots. And check this shit out. The preprint study was in development, it was published in The Lancet, and then it was immediately yanked from circulation, and they claimed it was unsound methodology. Bullshit. Uh, bullshit. The most implicated organ system in COVID-19 vaccine-associated death was the cardiovascular system, 53%, followed by hematological system, your blood, 17%, the respiratory system, 8%, and multiple organ systems, 7%. Three or more organ systems were affected in 21 cases. The mean time from vaccination to death was 14.3 days. Most deaths occurred within a week from the last vaccine administration. A total of 240 deaths, which was 73.9%, were independent adjudicated as directly due to or significantly contributed to by COVID-19 vaccination. And shocker, not shocker, in September 2022, the Epoch Times reported the FDA was withholding autopsy results from sudden post-COVID vaccine deaths. Now, I don't know why that's not getting the fucking NPCs of the world to like, I don't know, perk up, pay the fuck attention. I, I don't know. But I guarantee you the fucking FDA, the CDC, they're going to be like, oh, God, you guys, it's about to be springtime. Run out there and get a new Kabobo jab. Fucking mind numbing. I just I don't even know. I wish I didn't have to talk about COVID. I wish this shit was just over. But it's not. It's probably just like a test run to like what the fucking World Economic Forum is calling Disease X, you know, the deadlier version of fucking Kabobo, some shit like that. But these people are all fucking war criminals. The doctors, the scientists, the media, the politicians, everybody involved that forced this shit on the public need to be charged with crimes against humanity. And especially Fauci, that little fucking bridge troll fuck. Don't even get me started on that one. Why is he three feet tall and so fucking ugly? Have you seen that fool's nose? I just want to fucking punch him in the face. And these fucking sick psychopaths actually had pregnant women get this vaccination. Just like they tell pregnant women it's totally safe to take antidepressants while pregnant. Well, check this shit out. A new study is actually showing that U.S. pregnant women each year damage their baby's brain in the womb and increase the risk of mental health problems in the future by taking Prozac and other SSRI drugs. According to this study, scientists found the drug can pass into the breast milk of new mothers who take it and end up being fed to newborns. 
Research suggests that between 300,000 and 400,000 kids are being exposed to SSRI, which is Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor. And this study was done by Professor Wo chan of the University of Colorado. And he stated, quote, we are the first to provide experimental evidence of the direct impact of serotonin on the developing prefrontal cortex when Prozac is taken during pregnancy. I mean, Prozac has been on the fucking market for decades and no one, not any fucking university thought, hey, maybe we should study what the fuck is happening to babies when they're pregnant mothers or lactating mothers are taking these poisons. It's fucking astonishing. It makes me never, ever want to take any medication ever. Give me some fucking antibiotics and call it a day. Tylenol? Sure. Fuck all your other shit. Even in the UK, antidepressants are on the rise, with 86 million prescribed in 2022 to 2023, to an estimated 8.6 million patients. And that's 200,000 more than the year before. And I fucking guarantee you they're not going to warn those UK mothers that these antidepressants are fucking dangerous and probably damaging their unborn baby's brain or their baby's brain when they breastfeed. It's fucking astonishing. How the hell do they get away with this shit? Prozac has been around forever, you guys. No one thought in this whole time to check that shit out. They're like, oh, fuck it. Let's just give it to the pregnant people. Fuck them. These globalist cunts are really trying to attack humanity from all fronts. Check this shit out that I read about today. 80% of Americans test positive for chemical found in Cheerios, Quaker Oats, that may cause infertility, delayed puberty. Like, what the fuck? They are just not gonna fucking stop. I honestly don't know how people could read shit like this or know about like the like I was talking about a couple weeks ago, the fucking poisonous ass seed oils they're having us eat. Our food and water supply is straight up poisoned. And it isn't too far of a leap to think this is a depopulation agenda by the scientific military industrial complex. They fucking laid their plans out. They want the world population to drop. So in Cheerios, some shit that is fed to a bunch of American kids every fucking day. They're fucking spiking this shit with additives that are straight up poison that is possibly causing infertility. Why? What's with the infertility? Always attacking the fertility. These globalist fucks need to be stopped, you guys. This is all bad for humanity. And the fucked up part is people have been so dumbed down that even if they read this study or they looked into how poisonous the American food system and our water is, they wouldn't fucking even care. It's like, oh, that sucks. Let's go watch some sports, guys. So yeah, fun times in the United States. <laughs> I'm not going to leave this episode on some doom and gloom. Just wanted to let you guys know about my new dog. Her name is Abby. She is also a Dogo Argentino, just like Hopper. So apparently a bunch of dumb shits in the United States like to get Dogo Argentinos without doing any type of research into what type of a dog this is. These dogs were literally bred to hunt wild boar in Argentina. And so these dumbasses in the United States are like, oh, fuck it, it's a really big dog. I'll be hella cool and badass. And then the dog grows up and they realize they can't fucking care for it. Well, this pup that we just adopted, her name is Abby, she's four years old. And supposedly the owners are saying that her, her kids are allergic, some shit like that. So 
what I got to say, the whole point of this is you guys adopt a dog. Don't go fucking spend thousands of dollars on some papered ass dog. Mutts are healthier anyway. Or, you know, go find a breed you like and adopt it from a rescue. Because every fucking year in the United States alone, millions of adoptable dogs are euthanized just because there aren't homes. And all I have to say about that is fuck that shit. All right, you guys, that's about it for this episode. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California in first, Texas in second, and Georgia in third. That's what's up, you guys. Come over to my Reddit sub, r slash Vanished in the Valley, and say what's up. As far as our international downloaders, we have the UK in first, Canada in second, Sweden in third, and Japan rounding up the fourth place spot. If you guys have a rabbit hole I should check out or you want any of the documents I talk about, hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com and I will send them your way. Until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.